0: Okay, and prove it, peeps. I always tell you, you're not ready. I mean, you were not ready. This episode is going to be one that you are going to come back to time and time again. Trust me when I tell you that. We have the incredible Jade Simmons here. And if you are feeling lost, like you need to know and refine and define your purpose, or if you want to make sure that the presence you are admitting to the world is the presence that you want to be known by, Check in. Check in right now. Stop what you're doing. This is not one of those episodes that you're walking and you need to take notes. I'm telling you, this is filled with goodness. So let's talk about Jade. Jade repeatedly defies expectations, delivering riveting experiences, experiences, combining passion and innovation at every turn. Now, she is no stranger to pushing boundaries to see bold results. This concert pianist, which you'll hear about, turned world changer, is brought in by the likes of the world's most powerful corporations and institutions to redefine purpose, inspire systemic shifts in mindset, and activate audiences to go out and instantly start living more consequential lives of impact. Jade has built a -a one-of-a-kind career, garnering diverse recognition from unlikely places. She plays renowned halls, including the White House. Oh, just the White House and the U.S. Supreme Court. And her genre-bending concert adventures that span Rachmaninoff to rap attract diverse audiences of all ages and backgrounds. For her work on and away from the stage, Essence magazine featured Jade alongside former First Lady Michelle Obama. Mm Mm-hmm as part of their style and substance list. Okay, I mean hello. As one of the rare classical artists invited to perform at the Tastemaking South by Southwest Festival, her show was ultimately branded one of the best of South by Southwest 2014. Her critically acclaimed podcast, Decomposed with American Public Media, has garnered accolades from BBC America, Esquire, and Time Magazine. She most recently and most boldly lived out her directive to become the biggest, boldest, most impactful version of her possible by running as an independent candidate for President of the United States in the 2020 election. The movement powering the campaign, Operation Restoration now exists to do its part to restore the fabric of the nation ripped to shreds by the division caused by hyperpartisanship, intentionally unproductive rhetoric, and racial, social, and economic disparities. In this work, she continues in the business of transformation in hopes of ushering in a new era of purpose, opportunity, and possibility for all Americans. I Let me stop right there. There's nothing else to say. This conversation is mind-blowing. I cannot wait for you to improve it with the one, the only, Jade Simmons. My new friend. I'm Aaron Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and keynote speaker who is ready to help you improve your it. It being the thing that makes you, you. you. So think of me as your keeping it real professional development bestie who is here to help you develop yourself into the best version of you possible so you can develop your team and lead with intentionality, transparency, and authenticity. Oh, and did I mention we're improving your it through play? That's right. I'm an improvisational comedy expert who uses experiential learning to help you have your aha aha, moment. Those are the moments when the light bulb goes off and you're laughing at the same time. So grab your chicken hat, your notebook, and your inner child, because I'm going to take you on a journey that is both fun and transformative. Welcome to the Improve It Podcast. Okay, Jade. Oh my God. Okay, we're just, we are just—we always hit, hit record and we've been talking for like five minutes before, but I really am like thrilled to have you on this show. You're a light. Thank you for being here.
1: The feeling is mutual. Can't wait to dive in.
0: Oh, okay. Me either. I'm like, where do we start? Let's set an intention for this show. So okay. if you could give us one word that you want to give our audience and even you today, what would that word be?
1: It's always purpose. It's always oh, purpose. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, let me ask you why. Why is that?
1: It unlocks everything. It yes. really, you know, you talk a lot about yes, and I talk a lot about both, and and purpose gives us the permission that we've been waiting on unnecessarily, uh. Uh, and it, it allows us to fly. And so if you can, I always tell my audiences, if you can take one thing, take that that idea with you.
0: Oh, my God. I just got – and I hate when people say this, like, out of context, but I'm not kidding you. When you said, give this permission? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like,
0: I got full body – like, my, ar- my arm hair
1: stood up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, you know. Slip. Yeah. You, come on. you, you the, the people that you work with and, and I work with to some degree, I'm always shocked. I go into these rooms with these big titles on them, and I'm told who's in the room, and these are often – big visionary leaders. Uh, I've done a couple events recently that were all female, you know, corporate leaders, business owners. And in my head, I'm imagining I'm walking into this room full of physical giants. Yeah. And I'm always a little bit surprised, a lot surprised, at how even in those rooms, I still see a lot of giants playing small. Oh. I do. And I, and I, and I don't want to say the word disappointed because it's not that I'm disappointed. I'm always just disarmed that, wait a minute. Do you know what title you have? Do you know what business you've built? Do you know the impact you have? And I think because we are such creatures of diligence, um, and integrity, we spend so much time with our nose to the grindstone that it's been a while since we looked up and we're, Impressed by ourselves, uh. <laughs> and so I, you know, purpose allows us to see that we've been being impressive for quite some time, but probably haven't taken note of it.
0: Jade, okay, yeah. listen, you were the sunshine I needed today. <laughs> Thank you for a pocket oh, full of sunshine. Um, this playing, okay, they're giants in a room playing small. That to me is huge, and I feel that too. You know what? So interesting. You say that I've been speaking to a lot of women groups lately. Mm-hmm. And there's some synergy in a room filled with women, like almost like this just blanket of empathy. And I feel like sometimes when you mix, and I'm going to say this, genders. Come on. We feel, I feel a difference. I feel that like mask, you know, like they're masking. And I don't, I, that purpose, that intention of purpose could help so many people here today. So if you're wearing that mask. If you are not living out your true purpose, I want to ask you to take it off with Jade today because this is already blowing my mind. And my mind yeah. is blown because I have a concussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about in a different episode. But I wanna I wanna talk about the synergies that here's a buzzword, synergies. I love it. Let's use it. <laughs> because okay, you are originally from Charleston, South Carolina. That's right where That's I right. live right now. Mm-hmm. Then you went to undergrad in Chicago and Northwestern, where you became Miss Chicago, Miss Illinois, and ultimately the first runner up at the 2000 Miss America pageant. is
1: crazy? Isn't
0: that I mean, wild? what? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then now where are you? Tell us where you are now.
1: I'm in Houston, Texas today. So when I was in Chicago, I was uh, at Northwestern University majoring in classical piano performance. Yes, that's a whole thing. That's a whole major. Uh, And then I came to Houston to get my master's in the same thing and my original dream was to simply become a classical concert pianist. And I say simply because it's a very difficult thing to do, but I was doing it. And I got out of grad school and performed and have played with orchestra and and incredible concert halls. I've played the White House. I've played the US Supreme Court. Uh it's it's been an incredible ride. But somewhere in there I started asking questions. And that's so dangerous, you know, that question like, is this is this it? Is this is all there is. I mean, I was doing it. I was doing what I, you know, put on the vision board, so to speak, even though I, I don't really do vision boards, but you get what I mean. It was yeah. on the list. Uh, and so I was doing it. Uh, and in a nutshell, I had, I'll, I'll say that I had this bout of stage fright and memory slips. And you know, as a performer, especially as an improv, I wasn't familiar with this. I've always been comfortable. On stage, I came out of the womb talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. This didn't make any sense. And so I always say, pay attention to the absolutely irrational, illogical things that begin to break down. They're trying to tell you something. Uh, In order to get through this rough little bout, I started speaking in between the music, started telling little stories. Now, it was just to catch my breath. Uh, (laughs) I was improvising here, right? It was just for me to kind of take a breath, get my mind right before I dove back into the Beethoven. And long story very short, people started falling in love with the freaking stories my bookings skyrocketed book that piano girl who talks they would uh. say um and that that was like kind of the first revolutionary uh, move that I didn't know I was making. Uh, today, I have a career as a professional speaker, but a piano comes with me wherever I go. Ah. And I use music um to drive the points home. So as a Yamaha artist, I may come and speak for Hershey's or Nationwide or Raytheon, but there's always a piano on stage. And so I use the music to change the atmosphere uh, to highlight an illustration. I bring people on stage to play with me, and often they've never touched a piano. Uh, and you can imagine all the leadership stories that are hidden in there. But today I make my career as the CEO of, of my company, Jade Media Global, and we create transformative live experiences and content uh, that we have seen alter lives.
0: You might be the coolest person I know
1: <laughs> Second to you. Second okay, to you. No, <laughs>
0: no. You might be the literal coolest person. Also, this Thank isn't you. on YouTube. People can't see behind you, but you have the piano sure. behind you. I do. I do. I, did I, I don't know if you know this. Okay. So first of all, I'm in Charleston. I lived in Chicago for 15 years. My mother grew up teaching piano and voice out of my house. No. So way. yes, and so this to me is just a beautiful Aww. blend of all the all of my lives into you and what you've done, how you've transformed, how you took what was a afraid presence. It sounds like you were having some stage fright. The presence that you were presenting to yourself was not was presenting shaken up. Yeah. Yep,
1: and you created this whole different version of you. Changed everything. And you, that word presence is so powerful, Aaron, because it is today what precedes everything that I do. It's what I tell my team. We are the experience, right? So whether that's how we are working with, with the customers and the clients we serve, uh, they will deal with my team before they ever get me on stage, right? So what's the experience we're creating? And I think presence, that that word, that's why I'm so sensitive to these rooms that I'm telling you about that I walk in because I feel a lack of it, a shrinking of it. I'm very sensitive to when people are dimming their glow, (laughs) when they're hiding their light, that mask, right? What does a mask do? It covers something. And in this case, it's covering something very powerful. And it's it's funny, you mentioned, you notice the mask in those co-ed rooms. Most of the rooms I'm in are Man, 60, 40 male, female on a good day for the most part. So I am, I love it. I love my dudes. We, we get along well. Uh, but it's really special when I get to be in a room that's a hundred percent female. But the funny thing is they're usually carrying the mask mm-hmm.
0: from the other
1: space into this space, not knowing either that they have a mask on in the first place. Or that they have permission to take it off. Uh, and so presence, this idea of, I guess I would define presence as the very unique, uh, individual light that emanates from us. Um, and it's also the part of us that extends from our physical being and expands into a space. So the larger your presence, the larger the space you can fill, the larger the impact you're able to have. Mm. Yeah.
0: I gotta stick with that <laughs> a minute. That is so beautiful. I love everything you just said, and you just ex- you just explained the word presence in the most beautiful way. And I love that you feel that you can feel when you described it. It was so experiential for me. When do you feel the most present for you? When when would you say you feel like the truest highest version of yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith. I'm an outspoken Christian. And so my faith life is the source of everything that I do. Ironically, my career is not an overt ministry. Uh, even though I, I I am a minister and I preach at church sometimes, 95% of my work life is not on a church stage. They are not inviting me in uh, to, to <laughs> preach the gospel, right? And so what I've noticed is that's where presence matters the most. When you can't always say everything you'd like to say, but you still want people to catch the meaning or catch the feeling or catch the end result. So whether I'm talking about purpose or breakthrough, I don't want those things to be concepts, right? That that kind of stay on my (laughs) slides. I want them to be something you feel or see. That's why I'll have people come on stage because you've been hearing me talk for 40 minutes. And then at this point you go, she has a great presence, but you know what? She's a trained performer. This is why she has these things and I don't. Mm. So that moment of me getting an audience member that's not preselected, that does not know this has happened, that didn't wake up that morning saying, I think I'm going to play piano by the end of this day, to watch them have a moment on stage is the same as watching yourself. Because they were sitting right next to you a few seconds before, and now they're doing something bigger, unexpected, more magical than they thought they were capable of. So I feel presence when I'm, first of all, tapped into um, higher presence, which is God the Father for me. And when I'm able to pour out the love that I feel uh, from God onto others, I always say that powerhouse, I, you know, we love that word. And I love when people say, oh, she's a powerhouse speaker. You darn right I am. Yes, right. But here's why. Here's why. A true powerhouse doesn't soak up all the power in the room. Yeah. Right. Their aim is not to look like the most powerful being. The truest powerhouse is pour power into others. So That's for me, right. who I'm feeling good when the room is looking powerful, when people uh. are brighter eyed and you know they're they've got more energy than before we started. That's when I'm really feeling um, the presence.
0: Oh my god, I love that, <laughs> and it's so it correlates with improv and what I oh, do yeah. because. Let me tell you, I've been a facilitator for workshops for eight years. The moment that I transformed into a keynote speaker, you know, mm-hmm, a key, like mm-hmm. I'm doing this in air quotes, yeah, it was really hard for me because mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, this is more for me talk to, this is more about me talking at you than with you. And so I had to really fine tune how to use a large space with a large audience and allow them to feel what it is i want them to feel because i agree with you it's about them it's about making them feel something your music allowing people to come up on stage that and people when they when you can actually feel the exact feeling you're trying to create that's when i think the aha moments happen it's for huge. audience members I love that. And I use comedy, so I call them "aha ha ha moments. <laughs> oh, that's
1: good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You know, laughter, I use a lot of humor in yeah. my presentations because literally that physical act, right, of yep. opening our mouth wide, you know, belly and diaphragm open and that expelling of, of air, just by default, people are now open. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I'm sometimes brought in to speak about Prickly topics, whether it's um, diversity—you know, things that aren't as prickly now, but used to be a little more prickly five years or so ago—and um, in non-corporate settings, you know, I love speaking about the things we're not supposed to speak about, yes. religious politics. <laughs> yes, and I feel like the the gifting is in being able to infuse humor, not because what we're talking about is not serious, but because we humor allows us to laugh at ourselves um, and take onus on ourselves. You know, everybody would to talk about, let's say, um, an unconscious bias. They always, and I said, can we just talk about the conscious bias? Can we talk about yes. the stuff that we yes. know we're being biased about? Like, let's talk about it. Yes. And I share, you know, the different biases I've had as a performer, um, with my audience or who I think is in the audience or what I think they're thinking or, and I think it's, it's to me, you get farther along in an honest conversation when we're open enough to see that we ourselves are also not perfect beings. It allows us to have a different kind of conversation.
0: Mm, I love yeah. that. I know yeah. I call myself a
1: failfluencer because
0: that's what's up. <laughs> like she that. is, yeah, she is and left and right. So, okay, <laughs> let me ask you this because I'm just blown away by you. I'm blown away just talking to you. You have, you have a presence you have a presence but then you have to carry that presence and put it in front of large audiences yeah. and i know this to be true and i'm sure anybody listening you cannot give outwardly unless you give inwardly first so what do you do to give to yourself to before you get on those stages how do you ground yourself so that when you get on stage Let's say you're performing at the White House. Let's say, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. How do you get yourself in a space to feel present?
1: So this is a perfect moment to tell you my famous purpose statement. Oh, right okay. Now, it's going to sound like it's it's contradicting what you just asked, but I'm going to flip it for you. It's it, I said this years ago and, you know, thunder came down, lightning, you know, bolts hit and people <laughs> had their... Whole lives changed and they quit their jobs. No lie. Yes. Went into oh, really? missions, built businesses. No lie. And we were yes. like, uh oh. <laughs> we, I better write a book about this thing eight years yes. later because people are moving on the statement. But the statement is your purpose is not the thing you do. It's the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. Mm. that thing I mean wrecked people Mm. left and right in the best way possible because ironically you would think that would tie us to people as a burden that oh my gosh I can't do anything unless it affects others no it actually frees you um that thing you worry about I bet when you switch to corporate you go wait a minute Am I corporate enough? Cause I'm, I'm sort of like improv comedy gal. Like, how do I, how do I look corporate for me? I'm the performer. And should I wear the black suit or the Mm sequence, right? Like, do I I have permission? Yes. But I, but I would pack two outfits, Erin. And then I would debate all night the night before. And finally I was praying and God said, duh, if they needed someone to come in that looked just like them, why would they be hiring you? Yes. And it was one of those aha uh, ha moments uh-huh. right where God often puts me in my place in that way and it's just like duh girl get your act together. Yeah. And that was one of those things where if my purpose and this is my purpose statement is to activate audiences into being the biggest boldest version of themselves possible, the one I believe they were created from birth to be, then I actually only have permission to show up as the biggest, boldest version of myself. If I'm going into corporate, I must wear the sequence or else I run the risk of not even having the presence that needs to carry the message I'm there to be, to bring, right? So there's a freedom that comes in understanding what your purpose is. When you think your purpose is your title or your role or your industry or your profession, you then limit yourself to whatever you think is allowed if I'm CEO, this is allowed if I'm a keynote speaker. And when you know, wait, my purpose, no matter the title, profession, role, moms and dads, yeah, your role is as parent, but your purpose is what breaks out in your kids because you individually are their parent. You see the freedom that sort of comes from that. It it ties you to a bigger, something that's bigger than yourself, but it also frees you from people. I'll end by saying, I care too much about people to be stopped by people.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm quitting. I quit this job. I quit. I quit. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, stick a fork in me. This isn't that it. That's it. That's I'm everything. Literally, <laughs> you were You are something. You are Look literally like no. You are talking. Jade. You're meant to be on this show, first of all. I know that I love so it. many people no, we, are just- Go ahead and have me back for part two and part I sure three. will. I sure <laughs> will. And right also, <laughs> everyone must hit pause right now. Take your little cursor and go back like two minutes and mm-hmm. re-listen to what you just said. Because, mm-hmm. oh my God.
1: Yeah. That but is- you understand that context, right? So if yet- I care about what's supposed to break out in people because of me, I then have to get over myself in terms of what are they going to think? Are they going to like this? Is this too much for them? It might be. But for the people I am called to, the ones assigned to me, they have to see. They have to see the hair. They have to see the shoes. They have to see the sequins first because that's the indicator. Uh Uh-oh something different is here yep. and they're going to listen in a different way, right? So presence is about understanding what your purpose is and then allowing that the presence that comes out of that purpose to emanate as big as possible. Mm.
0: Squashing all limiting beliefs, mm. telling imposter syndrome to shove it, yeah, getting rid of those those negative self-talks that we allow ourselves to go in spirals about i think that is the most beautifully said version of presence i've ever heard and you know what it has it has the underlying theme of service
1: it, always always and it. it's, it's so not the pretty. burden of service it's the yeah. the gift of being able to know this is not just about me thank god yeah thank god it's not just about me it gets to be bigger uh, than who I am. It stems from me, but it does start with me. So, when you said in the beginning, listen, if I'm not well, I'm in the middle of taking your quiz, by the way. If I'm not, <laughs> I got to interrupt this. I got to yeah. go ahead and finish. If I'm not well, if I'm not building in the kind of care that I need to take care of myself, presence is going to diminish. We know what it feels like when you're like, I am not feeling this thing today. Well, presence kind of shrinks with you, right? So, we yes. we have to take care of ourselves. We have to find, out um, what purpose is for ourselves. We have to do that work for self in order to be about the business of being bigger than self. Isn't that ironic how that works?
0: It's so (laughs) important. It's it's putting on, you're on oxygen mask first, it's filling your tea kettle so you can fill other people's cups, all of those wonderful metaphors, but all of it, all of it. And the permission, what you just gave everyone is the permission to show up as you are because that is your purpose. And that purpose you have no clue how it could help somebody today. I hope and I know that this episode is going to help so many people. I'm I'm already changed. I told you before we started. I had I was having a, you know, I'm usually like unicorns and rainbows and she was having like, you know, a cloudy sky and just a pony, okay? Yeah. Like there was <laughs> <laughs> There was not there was not like this vibe and you You not only gave me permission, but you're giving everyone permission to be the truest, highest version of themselves. And you know that you are that when you feel that presence within yourself. When you stand in your power, you own that power. I think um, a lot of times just knowing, you know, going down the keynote speaker route, Mm -hmm. I used to get in my own head have a ton of ego in there. Literally, it was me trying to be powerful in the room in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to re-harness this gift. Yeah. Speaking coach of mine, also Judy Hollers, our dear friend. Shout out to Judy. Shout out to Judy. We love you. Um, But Jane Atkinson, she told me, she goes, I need you to do this next keynote. And all I want you to do is think about the people in that room. Oh. Think about the people in that room. I do that in workshops. For some reason, keynotes were this new thing to me, and I had to flip that script. The moment I did that, it changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in your defense, that world is filled with a lot of the stuff you talked about. You know, I spent a lot of time, and I still do. I go and check out other keynotes. I want to see what's being given in the room before me. Yeah. Um, I like to see what's happening after me. I like to know where I fit in the equation. Uh, and there is you can really get steeped in comparison and this person has this many more million followers than I do, or you can decide because it is a constant choice and decision you have to make over and over that it does not at the end of the day matter who came before, who comes after. It's just that I am responsible for the time this audience is gifted to me. Mm. Does't matter how big they are, how small this audience is uh you know another intimidating thing is you're in a room full of lawyers or a room full of people in an entirely different industry, and understanding no, no, I am one hundred percent equipped to do exactly what I am called to do for uh and to this audience and you know inball's saying we've been talking about presence and and posture, and I just want to be clear what Aaron and I are talking about is not something you go out manufacture and put on, right? Presence is, I don't want you to think this is something you buy or I like Aaron's presence. I'm going to try to imitate her presence or Jade's presence. And I'll tell you, good luck because ain't no way in the sweet earth you're going to be able to replicate your girl right here. You know why? <laughs> because, listen, this thing was gifted in the beginning and it has been grown ever since. You'd have to live my entire life, right, to get this thing here. So do not worry your pretty little head. It ain't going to happen. Okay? <laughs> and the only thing you can do when you try, Aaron, is that's where that imposter syndrome comes yes. from. Yes. That's where it comes from. Oh, I'm going to go and buy all turquoise. I'm going to be Aaron. No. Yeah. I'm going to get sequins. I'm going to be Judy. No. Find out what purpose is for you and then allow presence to emanate from that. This is a thing that has, here's the good news, has already been growing. It's just a matter now of recognizing what's there and allowing it to continue to grow. I mean, this transformation thing, it it goes on until the day we die if we'll allow it. That's right. That's the gift of life. That's the gift of life. Oh my God. Jade, you are (laughs) mind-blowing.
0: This is incredible. Okay. And also... I love what you said, because I will say, it is so much easier to just step into your own presence and be yourself than try to be somebody else. Oh my it's gosh. So, that's like a 20 bajillion times harder job.
1: So much just harder. Just do the
0: work and be you. Lean into it. I mean, I have fully embraced this nasal twang. Um, I love it. The, the weird, <laughs> wacky person that I am. And I'm like, you know what? I can't change. It's actually harder for me to change. And I feel like you have done so much work within yourself. You are here now as a teacher Mm -hmm. to help others do that. And so there's so many lessons and teachings within your own, your own path that nobody else could see. And it's just it's so beautiful. I want to switch a little bit and talk about how your presence shows up in how you lead
1: your team? Because you have mm-hmm. a big team now. How many people are in your team? I do. I do. It's, it's actually not as big as it's been in the past. I've had a team as large as about 12. That's when in my coaching business, I had also coaches coaching in the program as well. We're a team of six right now. And I'll tell you, we just went through a pretty rocky season, Aaron, where personnel is concerned. We hired some, I thought, really awesome people, um that right at the end surprisingly didn't work out in quick order I, and I, you know it was hard for me <laughs> because yeah. as a leader you want to feel like you've positioned people for success that you know i i'm a i guess giving is probably my love language if i took the test i i overgive um we try to pay really well we try to give perks and all these things and it still didn't pan out I know one of your um pre-show questions is about books that have meant a lot to us and yes. one of, one of the favorite books for me my sister gave it to me it was called Necessary Endings. Oh, oh. Necessary Endings. Who wrote that? Um text you back. I'm uh, blanking on the name right now and I I know him like the back of my hand but I'll I'll it'll come to me. But Necessary Endings talks about uh, that thing that's really hard for bosses who are also coaches. Mm. Which is letting people go because you still see potential and you can see where they can be and you want it more than they want it. And when is the end point? And I've gotten so much better at shortening the length of time it takes me to let go of people because we talk about purpose and and presence with a team. If if our job as a company. Is to unleash people into purpose. That must also mean our team members. So we, we're at a size where we're able to shift job description and and change your job around your growth, which is really cool. Um, and then we hire a new based on voids that are there. Um, but we also understand that sometimes purpose is going to be outside of the walls of J Media Global, um, and we had to do that, and it was it was difficult. Um, but it's about consistency you know, because as much as we want you to be in purpose working with us, we still have our own goals. We have a standard of excellence that we must meet. And so I think my leadership presence has grown significantly um, over the years. And because I never had the benefit of working in a corporate structure, I've always been an entrepreneur, a solopreneur. I had to really learn <laughs> on the job. But presence has come into play in, in the in the sense that I've tried to allow there to be a presence that says we care about our people before the bottom line. Yes, and because of that, that allows us to um, build people up who can help us with the bottom line. Love <laughs> that.
0: Love yeah. that. No, you are not alone. I am. Mm. I'm gonna get this book. There's. It's hard, right? Like learning as you go is hard, especially when you're an empath and a coach. Ooh, and that yes. is, I That's get it. it. I get it. That's it. So, okay, let's give, we call our audience the Improve It Peeps. Let's give the Improve It Peeps a tangible, actionable step. What is one
1: thing that they could do today to become more present in their life? Well, like I said, I always connect presence to purpose. And I will say, um, I just wrote a new book on purpose called mm. Purpose the Remix. Okay, yeah, and it's the mind blowing re-understanding of purpose and how it works. And one of the first things I tell people to do, tangible step, is to go back and interview the people who love you and ask them these really kind of vulnerable questions like, why do you love me in the first place? Or if you have girlfriends that always come to you and tell you all their business, ask them, why do you come to me? Or at which which point in the line do you actually come to Jade? Because you probably only went two people first. How come you finally come to me? And they'll usually say, oh, because you're going to tell it like it is. You're going to tell me this stuff I don't really want to know, but I kind of already know, but I need to hear it. Uh, yeah. There's a reason that people come to you. There's a certain ingredient that's breaking out where your kids are concerned and your relationships at work. You want to find out what happens when you enter the room, when you enter the conversation, what are people expecting from you in conversation? And you'll start to stumble on some through threads, some themes. For me, it was activation. Uh, my audiences would say, I feel like I can do anything after you speak. And I started hearing that so many times that I said, let's let's put that in there on purpose. Let's put stuff in there that makes them feel like they can do anything. Let's put exercises that make them do anything. Uh, yeah. Let's put it in there intentionally. So go back, do the research, ask the questions, and then try it on for size. If you see a theme of clarity or a theme of comfort, if you see a theme of, I call it standard bearing other people might call it your hypercritical, but maybe you have a knack for noticing when the standard is below <laughs> what it should be.
0: <laughs> now yep, we get yep. to recycle
1: that as a gift, right? As love. a gift that you want to share.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We always say in improv, there are no mistakes, only gifts. I love it. I love, I saw that. That. I love that. Yes. Okay. We will go back over this homework that is beautiful. Jade, this conversation, I'm so glad you also talked about your book. We're going to put the book in yes, the show notes too. Do. So yes. again, it's called Purpose the Remix, a mind-blowing re-understanding of purpose and how it works. Let me ask you this. This is the final question, and I can't even believe it because I want to talk to you for I know, years. I know, I um, know. We always say, and this will be perfectly easy for you to answer, that improve it, that it is the thing that you were put here on this earth to do what is
1: jade's it mm, that's good is it for me or for those i feel for, called to-
0: for you what do you feel called what do you feel called to do
1: here oh that's good i feel called to help people see who they've always been created to be I feel like most of us are living well below. So the that's the it for me. Can I help people see it? The it that is themselves, the it factor that they each have. Oh
0: my God, I love it. Yeah. We got to talk. There's so much I got to talk about. We're gonna be friends forever. So sorry. I love it. I
1: collect people. So
0: okay, I've add me to the bank. Okay, you're add there. Me. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Well. Let me ask you last, last, last final question. I know our audience is going to want to just continue to get to know you. Tell them where they can find you, all the platforms, where they can buy your book, all the things.
1: Yeah. Jadesimmons.com is the easiest place to find everything in one space. Uh, my books on Amazon, Purpose the Remix. I love to hang out on Instagram the most at official Jade Simmons, but I am in the other spaces, but I'm often live on Instagram. But jadesimmons.com will get you where you need to go. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, I know where everyone should run and go. Go find her on all the things. I got to tell you, this has been a very purposeful conversation. I'm going to bring that intention back. I feel so aligned with everything that you said. I know our audience is going to come back to this episode so many times. I want to encourage them to do that, especially if you're having a day where you don't remember your why. Turn back to this episode. Jade Simmons, you are a light. I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you
1: for being here. Takes one to know one. Thank you, Erin.
0: Okay, and it, peeps. I don't know about you, but I'm going to need a nap. My mind is fully blown, literally blown. Jade, thank you for everything that you shared with us on this show. For you, my audience, the improve it, peeps, here is your homework. And Jade mentioned this at the very end of our, our amazing conversation today. I want you to interview the people who love you. Why do you come to me? wonder and ask, what are people expecting of you? Ask the questions, then try it on for size. If you are questioning your purpose and how that relates to your presence here on this earth, start by asking the people who know you the most. You also heard Jade talk about her book, which we're gonna plug in the show notes here as well. So make sure you grab a copy of that on Amazon, Purpose, The Remix. And if you haven't yet, get our wellness workbook. It's called Play Your Way Into Wellness to find out your wellness avatar. You can find that in the show notes or on learn 2 Improve it peeps, I am so excited to have had this amazing enlightening conversation with Jade. I hope it impacted you as much as it did me. You know what I'm going to say. I want you to keep failing, keep improving because this world needs that special it that only you can bring. I'll see you next time. Hey friend, did you enjoy today's show? If so, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, did I mention that when you leave a five-star review of the Improve It podcast, an actual team of humans does a happy dance? Mm-hmm, That's right. So leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and send me an email at info at I'll send you a personalized video back as a thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Improve it, peeps. I'll see you next Wednesday.